What's happening? Get ready for us. We're going live. Fellas, it's the chance of the three part life. What's going on? George Pappas from Brooklyn. He's the family man, peacemaker, the mediator, the squirrel, jack of all trades, the brain. G is a cancer and he drinks Stolio. Bruno Diaz from Jersey. He is the sound guru, Captain Literal, mouth like a sailor, the stickler, funny one-liners, the beard. B is a Gemini and he drinks Jack Daniels. Darren Lorenzo from Atlanta. He is the smooth talker, soul brother, the creator, the straight shooter, the night charmer, the muscle. D is a Sagittarius, and he drinks cognac and much more. It's a Lay's kind of evening, huh, DS? Yeah. How's it going down there in Tampa? I just see a, I see a luggage back behind you, so. Yeah, I'm at the hotel. Are you um, still jet lag? Mm, not so much. Not so much. Well, I haven't really slept properly, I don't think. Okay. I mean, I was home Sunday night, but then I was only able to sleep for like three hours because I had a 7 a.m. flight to Tampa. So I had to be up by four. Then I got here. I, I was able to sleep on the plane a little bit. So I've been like sleeping like here, there, here, there, here, there. What's your day like there? You like a nine to five type thing? On Monday, yesterday, the first day I came on, I had a 7 a.m. flight. So I landed around like 10-ish. Then I got to my hotel room by like 11. Then I, I got a rental car. And then I went to the studios. They started their day at like 11. I didn't really get there till like 11.30. Then they were doing some notes. And then we were to get some kind of sound going. They're like a little check. Then they broke for lunch. And then we started a little bit later back, like doing more things on mics. And then we did a run. And yeah, then today uh, we started, uh, I think at what time I was called in at 10. So basically, longer story long, uh, like 10 to 6 is kind of like what they kind of go. That's what you call but again, some days, some people are called in a little earlier, like today. The queens were in until six, but the ladies in waiting were there until 7.30 because they were rehearsing something else. And I'm troubleshooting some other things because we need to put on the, the backup contingency plans uh, mm-hmm. on the computers on, in the studios. So I was kind of working on that thing. So yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but when we're rehearsing, I'm just there, running the board, checking sound, making sure everything's all right, mixing a little bit, uh, understanding that it's not going to be like it is on the, sh- on the ship, obviously. People getting used to some things, but again, because it's not like it is on the ship. They just kind of like go through the motions of hearing themselves amplified on a microphone and on big speakers, you know? After all those years of complaining and people hurting their throats in uh, rehearsal, mm-hmm. now they have sound. Well, not every show, not every show has... The major ones. Um, yeah, Jersey Boys, Kinky Boots. This is for six, you know, th- and this is for six that I'm on, yeah. Yeah, some places have microphones, some places don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every they set the show... For the next crew to go out, like they want you setting it. Yeah. So they want they want one of us associates to run the sound for the last week that they're here in Tampa because the show is not. It's all like electric. So even the drum kit is electric. So it needs to be amplified through a sound system in right. order to be heard. And then you know they kind of want the queens to be heard as well. So they want them on mics. So they try to do as close to it as possible ish. But because of different gear, they have to make some adaptations. Yeah, so they have me come in to run the sound in the last week. Microphones, 
band, although they all rehearse separately. The choreography, the band rehearses with the um, music director in the acoustic room. And then when they come out to do it in the actual gear, they start doing that the week before I get here. And then the day that I, the week that I get here is when we put everything together. Well, interesting. Yeah, so I'm here for the last week. And then what has been happening is that because then the crew has to go and do a week of quarantine, they would send us home the creatives and then we get on the ship you know the week the day that they get off that they get out of quarantine the, ca the, the cast and then we start to install that but now uh because covid has gotten better they removed the quarantine timing so they don't have to quarantine anymore right. um, at least for ships that are leaving uh from the states so yeah so then we they, we finish the rehearsals on saturday they would fly back home to new york because the ship is going to be out of new york and then we get on the ship on Sunday. Are only the major shows the ones that are left with bands? Everybody else is like tracks? No, it's like 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, some of them have tracks, but most of them, if they have a band, they still have some tracks in the background as well. Along. They not have as many musicians anymore? It depends on the ship, depends on the show. The Jewel class ships still have musicians? For the most part, but there are shows that don't require a band, you know, that they don't have a band for. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. It's crazy, like, don't want to phase out live in that regard like that's no no you know, but i mean for I a long time they were talking about they were so that's why i was asking i was curious no but i mean but they, they've adapted to somewhat of like i don't even want to say modern times but uh because of the, of the technology they are using more electric shit and not just you know like a, an electric drum kit but something that goes along with you know like there's like different plugins there's different this or that and different software that people are using and implementing so uh it's a little bit more high tech a little bit more involved in the technical side so it's not just like a keyboard now you know it's a, it's a midi player basically that has a bunch of different mm -hmm. you know attachments with it i guess you could say yeah well sampling and just sampling mm -hmm. sound a big thing like even as a keyboard player you go into these other gigs and you know, you can't play, uh, you can't play like a Rihanna song on an acoustic piano. You need samples, right? No. So, yeah, no, exactly. In hip hop, sampling is like alchemy. It's an art form that rearranges space and time. And the producers who build on the tradition use sonic DNA from the past to cook up the future. Now, even when you know how it works, it can still feel like magic. Yeah. But you're also getting, you know, like different sounds for every song. It's not just like one basic, okay, this is the string, the, the guitar sound that we're going to use. Yeah. This is, you know, the, the keyboard sound we're going to use. It's like per song, per whatever. And that all comes from like, you know, the music directors from or from the creators who made the show, what they want. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. You're still busy. You're still gallivanting around the world. Gallivanting. Sure. We're still Still living vicariously through you, Bruno. Now, now. I mean, it's it's busy. It's fun. I'm not complaining, but yeah. at, at the same time, you're going to offer me a couple of days to be at home and rest, and you know, do my laundry at home. Sure, I'm taking. I just think the more we get on, the more the ships go advance in years. Yeah. The younger they get. Yeah. So after a while, it's like even when you're looking, you're really just looking just to look. It's not like something that you would really, really, truly be interested in because at this point, no, and that's the thing. The average it's person, like, the average girl, could literally be almost your daughter. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It, you know, it, it, it's like that uh, in uh, what's it called in Days and Confused, M Matthew McConaughey. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. high school girls. You know, 
I get older and they stay the same age or whatever. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. It's, it's kind of the same. I get older, but they kind of still, you know, the, 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 the new people, they're coming out right out of school, right? Coming right out of school. And so when I just yeah. did the show that I did up in Maine, it was me and three other guys, maybe four of the guys that are similar in age, so to yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. And the the girl that plays Seely, this is Color Purple, the girl that plays Seely, she calls us her five uncles. Mm. And that's just what we are now. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, that- <laughs> I have a couple cats where they're like, Uncle D. And I'm like, I guess that's just who I am now. Cause yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know. And I was kind of like counting the time of when it would happen that I'm able to say, or would be able to say, uh, or ask someone, oh, how old are you? Oh, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yep, uh, I've been, or they ask me how long I've been working on ships or doing this, you know, my job. And now I can say I started when you were born or even before that, you know? That's so crazy. I know. Cause, yeah, because, yeah, especially if they're international and they're right out of school, they could be as young yeah. as 18, 19. Mm. Now, if yeah. they're from America and they're out of school, they're probably 21, but still. 21, 22. Yeah, 21, 22. And, but at the same time, I can say, yeah, I've been working as long as you've been born or even, you know, more than that. That's crazy. Wow. Who would have thunk it? Mm-hmm. Time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it was a Sounds, thought. No, no, seriously. It was dude, a thought. It was I'm a not, thought and I blurted it out. I'm I did fine. not mean it that I'm way. Not, I'm fine. Okay. But I'm just not. understand I didn't mean it the way it came Let's, out. Been, I can sit up here and honestly say, buddy, that yeah. that was from yeah, a place yeah. of love. Got it. Like, damn. Oh, that was from, like, damn. You didn't. If we could play it back right now. Play it back. These are two different dams. Play it back in slow motion. Oh, I said, damn. No, you said the word damn. Do you want me to tell you how you said it? I know how I said it, though. Do you want me to say it back to you how I think you said it? Go ahead. Damn. Not, not true. Fam. Not true. I said, damn it. Each time you said it, now it's gotten quieter and quieter. I could barely hear you that last time when you said it. Well, that means that you can barely hear the truth. So who has the problem here? Hmm? What's the problem? How's the tribe, George? Tribe's good, man. Tribe's busy. Everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's been up. It's been the summertime. So, like, trying to find things to do has been the the interesting task. But my kids are in music class. They're, they're. They like to go to theater camps, so they're doing shows. And um, my oldest one, both my kids are, are like playing piano and baseball. Those are like their main two things, and soccer. My twins are have had an interesting summer. My twins had to get their adenoids removed. Both of them. Uh, both of them. Uh, they were, they both, have, were both having problems, or, you, or was it just nineteen? Both had 99% blockage in their adenoids. And Betty had to get a partial tonsillectomy. So had to get like partial tonsils out. So basically they have not been breathing well since they were born. And now like I have such happier twins now because they both can breathe. My Betty had um, had like a, literally a runny nose since she was born. Yeah. And like breathing out of her mouth. And she was pretty grumpy. How old are they now? They just turned three. 
So I, I got my tonsils out and my adenoids out when I was two. Yeah. So whenever I would get sick or something like that and I would go to coughing, my mom said I would literally just pass out. So the doctor's like, yeah. <laughs> now, forgive my ignorance, but I don't know what that is. There's uh, adenoids? Adenoids? Are, yeah. They're kind of slightly attached to the tonsils. So some people get um. their tonsils removed. Uh, well, I think they usually kind of go hand in hand, but adenoids can grow back. Mm. Adenoids can grow back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tonsils can't, but adenoids can grow back. I don't know how, if they grow back fully or what the situation is, but I think there's an attachment. Now, what the actual definition of adenoid, don't get me the line. George might know now that he just had the, the procedure. I got that done when I was two. Like, what is what is the purpose of them? Like, they go up the nose and they essentially uh, are... Uh, they could, if adenoids are too big, they're blocking the barrier from your nasal passages to your tonsils, to your throat. Okay. So those are really closed. It's restricting air. Mm. So literally all my kids, my kids, my twins mainly sounded like they were 85-year-old men like this at night. Oh, wow. Because they couldn't, they couldn't breathe. And so... I started snoring when I got to be in my, maybe my late 20s, early 30s, because I think the adenoids grew back. Mm. Uh, so I didn't snore before, but then, you know, so. Is there a way for you to check to see, like, that, oh, that you sure. have something, that you have something, or do you even notice it? It's cool. Well, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't notice not being able to breathe or anything the, the correct way at night, but uh, I but mean. how did your kids... Uh, notice this, George. Oh, how did you? Huh? We did. Well, yeah. So other people notice it. So like, if you Ah. have like a significant other or a parent or something, they're like, "Oh wow, you really breathing funny last night." So Ah. that's how my mom knew about. Well, my mom knew about. I guess because I was coughing and that was happening, and maybe that other stuff was happening too. So when I got it removed, but I didn't hear anybody complain about me snoring as an adult until I was like maybe in my early thirties, and Mm -hmm. um, I knew when I talked to a general practitioner, they said that that's a probably 90% chance that's what that was. If you weren't snoring before and then now you are. Mm, no, okay. the adenoids have probably grown back. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so mm. been pretty much, you know, I mean, usually it's a fast recovery for adenoids, only like a few days. Mm. But partial tonsillectomy, like my daughter's fine and then all of a sudden she starts crying and she wants medicine. So wow. she's fine, it's all good. But the doctor said like no strenuous activity for a week and so... Sometimes, a child's tonsils or adenoids can get infected over and over or become so large that they cause trouble swallowing, breathing, or even sleeping, and may need to be removed. Tonsils and adenoids are part of the lymphatic system, which help your immune system fight infection. Did you send them to camps or anything like that during the summer? Uh, you know, that's like a funny age, like Michael, Michael... Is eight my oldest one? It's just oh, seven. Okay. seven oh, so it's not really camp so not, age. Yeah, like he did yeah. like not sleepaway camps, but he did like right. a theater camp where he did like a summer uh, stock. A couple yeah. of shows. Um, piano camp like he goes like goes away like all day and plays. And he's like I was gonna say yeah all day yeah. My my son is um is a very good piano player like and he works very hard. Now um, you. Good for his age or good, just period, to be good? He's very good. In reading or just? He can read 
he's incredible technique. He's playing classical music already. Like he's Ooh. very good. His teacher said, "Like I have, you may need a new teacher." Like I can't. Wow. Yeah, because that's what they're gonna say after a while. They're like, "Man, I can't advance him the way he could probably go." So, right. So, all, and all yeah, if you keep him, money. then it's almost like you're holding him back, kind of, you know? Right. Um, which is great. I mean, like he wants to stay with him because he he learns a lot from him. He plays his sure. music. His piano teacher plays like five different instruments. So he comes in. And he we don't he doesn't charge us like our teacher doesn't te- like charge us by the uh, instrument. He's sort mm-hmm. of like we have an hour, mm-hmm. pick up an instrument, and we'll work on something today. So one day it's All the right. guitar, one day it's the drums. So my son picked up like I was playing the guitar, a couple yeah, times, and he started playing a song on the piano. And I was like trying to play along the guitar and I didn't know a chord. He's like, here, here, this is what it is. And he like came up and like played the chord. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wow. I'm like, oh, you're, you're playing the wrong thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Duh, a, dad. Learn. Just, Come on. <laughs> yeah. Good man, but don't listen. See what I mean? Hey, it's a player piano. That's no player, that's me. Well, don't stop. Play something. But I really have to look for my old man. Not now. Later. But he loves it, and I never forced, you know, I've never forced the whole music or or theater thing on it. I think that he's just seen Dad do it. Mm-hmm. I think he enjoys it. I don't, but I don't think it's like it's not for like my son's going to be a Broadway guy, and I want him to be that. Yeah. Like I try to make all my kids explore and do everything once, play all the sports, do all the activities, and figure out what you like. And then if you want to do more of it, we'll do more of it. So that's basically what the first, like when Michael was four, three, or like four years old. I just started throwing him in mad activities. I threw him, you know, made him go swimming, made him play every kind of sport mm. and that he stuck to, he just stuck to. And Ryan, my five-year-old, is now starting to, like, do that. He's starting mm. to figure out what he likes. The only issue with Ryan is that, like, Ryan sort of like the middle child. Of course, all parents say that they love you all equally. They treat all the children the same. But all middle children know we are forgotten about. <laughs> My mom's going to kill me for this. And then the middle child just kind of floats in between. On behalf of middle children everywhere, I would say to older and younger siblings, just ease up on the middle children a little bit. We're very sensitive. We just want to love you. We just want you to love us. You want to make a statement? Middle children are trendsetters. They're the pioneers. They're the ones that are going to go out and make something happen, even when it's never been done. Middle children are a handful, but they're going to be one of your biggest gifts, and you're going to get the most out of them. I feel like being a middle child comes with its perks because nobody's paying attention to you. You kind of get to do like some things under the radar. In the middle child, there was pressure to follow the footsteps of my brothers and sisters in front of me. And I did not adhere to that. I think I figured out sooner than later that 
this was my life. As a middle child, you're given a lot of space to sort of like create your own identity away from like your family. One thing that people don't really know about middle children is if you really need them and you tell them that, they'll be there for you. They will not let you down. Is the twins right. tension and then the yeah, they mean, yeah, you got to look at them as one as, as far as age. Yeah, sure. Ryan just usually wants he's a go with the flow dude, but he's like, I want to do what my older brother is doing, and I'm like, yeah. no. You need to figure out what you want to do. What you want to do, yeah. But he's like, I want to play piano. And he's great. He's a good piano player. Yeah. But like, it's like without being a pushy parent, I want him to be like, be your own person, bro. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, then when you have a brother, you know, look, I, I get it. I'm, I'm not a... It'll happen. I mean, what's the age difference? Two years? Yeah, two and a half years. So It'll happen, especially when our middle school happens and, you they know, sep- they separate yeah. a little bit. He's forced to have to then go with the flow of what his friends are wanting to do. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it'll definitely happen. You say, what sports do they end up liking? Baseball and soccer are like the two ones right now. Like, I'm thinking, don't they happen like, at the same time? They do. So they're like mm-hmm. dual sport athletes during the year, and they did oh, summer, no. summer ball, and they do fall ball. So like, they're running around. They get like a little break for the winter, obviously. But like the winter, the the soccer season is a full calendar year, and the soccer season it goes like January to June, and then it goes like there's like two months off. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. from like November, like something to November, like September to November. So it's like you got like these nice chunks of the year, and then yeah, you just essentially picking what they want to do. Like sometimes, very rarely, they have like both on the same day at the same time but like mm-hmm. I forgot this part about parenting I didn't I didn't think about this <laughs> you know I have friends who are like two or three old years older than me they're like George I sp- you know when our when, when your kids are playing real ball like you're gonna be at the field all day like and I've already found that out like I'm going like I have a nine o'clock I have to be at field one for a soccer game and then I got you know one o'clock I gotta be at a baseball game <laughs> yeah right Oh, yeah. So my cousin, who's like my sister, uh, well, all of the first cousins are like brothers and sisters because we were just so close growing up. But uh, her son is in a lot of activities right now. And so she's basically balanced things out to where her husband was like, listen, I'm not doing anything on my Friday. I refuse to do anything on my Friday. And she was like, well, fuck it. If you're not doing anything on your Friday, I'm not doing anything on my Friday either. So they basically just go, <laughs> you know, you know, Monday to Thursday, but obviously sometimes there's weekend stuff, but you know, their Fridays, it's happened to be their Friday now. Like, granted, they don't have a tribe, so it's a little bit easier, but yeah, I think at some point you all, not only will you have to take the advice of your friend, you'll probably be there all day, but you're also going to have to find something where it's like, hold up, I have to have this day where there's not that. (laughs) And there are people in this room who do have children, and there are people in this room who don't have children. And the people who don't have children, um, they think they know, don't they? They think they know. They know what it means to have children. This is how you raise children. It's basically, uh, you, if you have children, you'll know this. If you have been a child, I'm sure you could remember. It's threats. Threats of death is the only way you can get children to do things. Put your coat on. I don't want to put my coat on. If you don't put your coat on, you'll get pneumonia and die. <laughs> Hold Daddy's hand. I don't mind to hold your hand. If you don't hold my hand, a car will hit you and you will die. Right. Yeah. What's going on with you, D? Every time I see you, you're uh, you're on a stage somewhere. Um, I had. I mean, I mean, I'm 
very very blessed. Not not as blessed as Bruno, but you know we can't all we can't all be champs. We all can't be Bruno. We can't be Bruno. No, but seriously though, I mean, I didn't have that that type of blessing to hit me when the people got used to pandemic and then it just took off. Mine was basically I had a strong August to August, and I thought I was going to have something that was going to take me through. September and October, and it fell through because they forgot that um, I was part of the equity, part of the union. So they gave their contracts to the top leads, the equity contracts that they had. So when they followed back up with me, they were like, oh my God, we forgot that you're equity. So yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like, all right. So I kind of was just sitting there just wondering, what the fuck am I going to do? Because I don't have anything booked at this point. Now, weddings and stuff are always possible. I just have to give them my schedule and then they fit me in when they can. But I mean, I had nothing set in stone based on how I had been living for the last year where there were shows that yeah. I was doing. Yeah, just now, keep... does wedding season continue after August, yeah. September? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Bruno. Is, huh? is it? In the fall? Yeah. A lot of fall. Uh, a lot of fall can... weddings and then you start getting uh, the the holiday corporate gigs. Sure, sure. So sometimes these are some of the same bands and companies, but uh, instead of doing a wedding, you're doing a corporate gig because they're holiday gigs, you know, that are coming up. are the men of 3.5 the gents of 3.5 well all right all right all right